These are days of tough times and ongoing uncertainties. But in Spring Branch, we're taking tangible steps to help our local businesses by telling neighbors about PPP loans, linking them to online courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looped In. Today's show is going to be a little different. It's just me. Last month, I went to a funeral. It was for Ed Wolf. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Ed Wolf was. If you don't, he was a developer and civic leader. He was one of Houston's biggest boosters. And he was also just a really nice guy. After I went to his funeral, well, now they call them celebrations of life, I decided I wanted to talk about it on Looped In. I wanted to pass along some of what I learned about this larger-than-life guy, about what kind of dad and granddad he was and what drove him professionally. You're not going to learn any secrets of the real estate trade or how he financed his biggest deals, but I think you'll get a sense of who he was as a person and what he meant to this town. The service was held on the afternoon of Tuesday, July 30th at a synagogue in the Meyerland area. When I walked into the sanctuary, I noticed my former colleague and retail reporter for The Chronicle, David Kaplan, who was there with his nephew, Jeff, who worked for Ed early in his career and now does a bunch of cool entrepreneurial type stuff. They made room for me to sit down and I turned around and right there behind me was Scott McClelland, you know, the H-E-B guy. The sanctuary was full with friends, family members, politicians, and pretty much everyone in the commercial real estate industry. Over the course of the next two hours, we heard seven eulogies. Seven. Each one was funny and touching and also a little bit sad. Houston's mayor, Sylvester Turner, got up from a seat in one of the front rows to speak first. He quoted a poem called The Bridge Builder. He said something about Ed that I had heard from other people who knew him. He said Ed was someone who you couldn't say no to. One of Ed's big civic accomplishments was negotiating the end of the 2003 Houston Symphony strike, the first in the orchestra's history. He wasn't even really a big symphony guy, I found out. Emphasizing Ed's community and civic involvement, Mayor Turner pointed out other public officials in the audience, former mayors Anise Parker and Bill White, Congressman Al Green, Reverend Bill Lawson was there too. Ed's best friend, Alvin Zimmerman, spoke next. He described a night, two nights before Ed died, when the family and Ed's closest friends got together for a meal. One of Ed's grandsons, who couldn't be there, called on the phone, and he had a business question. Ed took the call and helped him through it. After someone dies, people always say, oh, he or she was so sharp, even till the very end. But I think that was really true about Ed. During the ceremony, one of his grandchildren said just three days before his death, he completed a business deal that was six months in the making. A reporter here at the Chronicle, who, when he heard about Ed's death, emailed me saying he had just been writing an article about a restaurant deal in which Ed was involved. He called him for a quote and left a message. Ed called back from the hospital. He was getting some tests or some kind of treatment. The reporter said, Oh my gosh, please just call me when it's more convenient. And Ed was like, oh no, I'm happy to talk now. It's no big deal. Zimmerman also noted how Ed did not like the word no. To Ed, no was a mere pause, he said. His eldest daughter, Ellen, got up and talked about her dad through a series of lessons he taught his daughters. Each came with a great story that had the audience laughing way more than crying. I don't remember all the stories, but here are a few of the lessons. 
Be positive. Be tough. Listen and have an open mind. Take pride in your appearance. Be prepared. Laugh often and make every moment count. Three of Ed's grandchildren spoke. His granddaughter said his life was an open love letter to the city of Houston. They talked about how their grandpa was a prankster, that when it came to food, he was a creature of habit. He ate the same chicken dish so often at Cafe Annie that they named it after him. The chicken dish. (laughs) Same with the snapper dish at Carabas. They talked about how he was always there for guidance in their professional lives. They talked about his affinity for inspirational quotes. His favorite sayings were painted in big letters on the walls of his office. Some of them were his own. There were stories about vacations, practical jokes, and family events. They told a story that they had heard about how when their grandpa was a little boy, he would go door-to-door selling handmade doorstops. And it was funny because Ed actually told that story on one of his interviews on Looped In. He said he'd get wooden apple crates from the supermarket and cut out shapes and attach doorstops to them. Rabbi Roy Walter from the temple Ed attended and a longtime friend got a big laugh when he said if Ed had seen the obituary that ran at the bottom of the front page of the Houston Chronicle that day, he would have liked the story but really wished it would have been above the fold. He talked about how Ed was a self-made guy who started his business during one of the worst times in Houston's economy. He said he got rejected from Harvard, and many years later, the school's endowment ended up loaning him $20 million for Meyerland Plaza. Ed Wolf helped a lot of people in ways big and small. After he died, I got an email from a woman who said he was a great inspiration to her. She was attending the University of Houston and working at Cafe Annie. Ed's office was in the same building, by the way. She said she saw him there almost every day, and they'd often chat. During her last semester at school, she had to write a paper on a wise elder. I couldn't think of anyone wiser than him, she wrote to me in her email. So those were some of the highlights, for me at least. Thanks for listening. And I hope you learned a little something about Ed Wolf. I learned a lot at his service, including that there was something we shared— a love for chocolate chip cookies, which I didn't know until I read the obituary his family wrote. It was mentioned in the first paragraph. Edmund Ed Davis Wolf, after spending his last days surrounded by family, passed away peacefully at the age of 85 on July 28, 2019, in Houston, Texas. He leaves behind his loving wife, Lorraine, a devoted family, a loyal group of friends, long-term business and community partners, an untold number of individuals whose lives he directly touched, and a freezer full of his beloved chocolate chip cookies waiting to be eaten. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.